When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, man, what's going on? Nothing much, man. How you been doing? Ah, pretty good. Pretty good. That's good. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on ahead and introduce you and start the show, and then we'll get on with the interview. Okay. Sorry it took, took me so long to, to pop on here, man. Oh, man, no. It's not a problem at all, man. I'm, and everything. I'm just glad that you still want to do it and everything, so I understand oh, yeah. things I am, happen. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, this is the fun part of the day now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to leave no right. more house stuff for the rest of the night, hopefully. Unless I get a weird email, I got to sign something. But I'll try to do it smoothly. It's cool. Yeah, man, I understand how it goes and everything. You're good. All right, cool. Yes, All right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we have KJ Eldridge with us. He's an independent comic book writer, artist, and say hello to everyone, KJ. Hey, what's going on? And how can everybody find you? Oh man, you can uh, you can find me. I have a website. It's uh, kjeldridgeworlds.com, and it's just spell my name. You can find me on Facebook. Um, Other worlds at KJ Eldridge. I'm pretty full of myself, so everything's got my name in it. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> but uh, uh, if you want to find me, like on Instagram, it's I believe it's K A Y J A Y Lunar. I'm on Twitter, but there's links and stuff like that. You can just and I got okay. some stuff on Amazon, and I guess we'll, we'll probably get into all of that. But. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, I'm excited to actually do this with you. I'm excited, too, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Like, this is really cool. I'm glad, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time out and everything and doing this. Uh, so my question is this. I mean, I know that you sent me in a lot of the comics and stuff like that that you've done. Mm-hmm. The one that I read was the uh, Nate... Um, Alpicus, I think that's how you say. Uh, Nat, it's a Nath Albaki, and it's a it's oh. a comic book called Rabbits. So, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the one I read and everything, and I really enjoyed that. Oh, cool! I'm glad. That's that's a pretty fun little book. So. It definitely is. It kind of has like a Mulan kind of flavor to it, where you have this kid that's actually trying to uh, to prove himself that he's worthy of his family and trying to earn his way up that way. And he asks, and he figures if he goes on ahead and chops off this dragon's head, he'll bring honor <laughs> to his family. Yeah, uh, it doesn't and, go too well for him. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. And I really love that aspect where you know how we're all little at the time and everything. We think that we can just take charge and do things on our own. Yep. Yeah. That that's actually and, good that you picked up on that because um, that that comic book series rabbits was. Um, the first six issues, which I've only put out one, the second one is is done, but I haven't put it out yet. But uh, each, each the first five issues um, kind of surround one particular character, Nath Albaki being the first one, um, and each of them like kind of targets like things that kids have to deal with, you know, like like biting off a little more you can sh- than you can chew, you know, fear, um, growing up, being, you know, maturing, you know, that kind of stuff. Each, right, each. I, right. So, and that's definitely uh, his. He's definitely a look or a leap before you look kind of guy. I can definitely tell that though. Like even whenever his sensei or the person that in the militia is telling him, he goes, "Hey, look, you're gonna have to slow your roll a little bit and everything. Come back <laughs> at another age." And he's like, "No, no, no, I can do it now." So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he breaks the sword that he stole, and it's just <laughs> yeah, he's he's just a one mishap after another. Right. And how did you come up with that story? I'm just wondering. That, that's actually kind of, that's a cool question because um, that, that whole series, that whole story came as, it was almost like an experiment. Um, me and a group of about like six other um, comic book creators had been going to conventions a bunch. And a lot of our stuff that we, we make is more adult themed, you know, like a lot of violence, gore, some profanity, you know, that kind of stuff. So, we would get kids that would come to the table and we wouldn't have anything we could really sell them other than a picture, you know, like 
Right. Like, because, you know, I do another book called Wolverine. It's a werewolf story set in the Old West. That thing's brutal, man. I'm not giving that to an eight-year-old, you know? No, definitely not. So, <laughs> yeah, so, like, we kind of talked about it, and we are like, we need to find something that we can all do. So I, I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and take the next step. I'm going to write a story, and every character in this story is going to be based on one of us artists. And I took, like, you know, I just made a big judgment call on each person, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so the first uh, guy was actually the, the one who drew the most of the book was Nate Perry. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, I noticed yeah, that. He, um, and uh, so I based the first character, Nath Albaki on a combination of him and his main character from his series named Albaki. So, okay. yeah. So I, 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 I kind of, this is like an amalgam of, of a lot of different things. And he actually penciled the first issue and I inked it for him. But, uh, and we were able to sell it to kids, like without having to give them a disclaimer at the beginning. And, and it was one of the, it, because of a lot of the stuff that I do is a little darker. Um, it was kind of fun writing something that was more along the lines, like you said, Mulan, or I was thinking more like, like, like uh, Avatar, Last Airbender kind of thing. Like, I, I really wanted that flavor to it. And, of course, trying to create synergy, it is a kind of a prequel of sorts to my novel. And it kind of previews other people, other comic book creators' characters in the whole story. So I was trying to kill a lot of birds with one stone with that, with that book. I saw so, that. Um, so, like, and that one was only available in print. So I'm going to be putting it on Comixology and hopefully getting that second book by uh, Nate actually drew the second one. But I kind of lost him as an artist because he now works for Marvel. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, but that, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he doesn't do artwork for him. He actually works on the movie side of things. So that's oh, sweet. Yeah. So you can find him on as being any any Marvel movie you see. He's part of it so, in some form or another. So. That's actually pretty awesome. Though. Yeah, he left. Before. He left us all, all us uh, small fries <laughs> behind. But you know, I still see him around Christmas or something. You know. That's always a plus, at least you know. No, no, he's he's around. a great. He's a he's an awesome dude. So and super talented. So yeah, that's that's where that came from. So Albaki okay. is a combination of his personality and the character that he created, and I tried to slam him into my universe that I created with my last night's series. So. See, I like that. I like the combination that you two actually were able to actually contribute on because I can actually tell the difference between the two of y'all. Oh yeah, yeah. his looks, his stuff looks way better. That's that's what. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing too, though, is how did you come up with the idea to do it in black and white rather than in color ink? What? Um, uh, that one came about because I I. I love Marvel, DC, and everything like that. Um, I also really enjoy things like Bone, Strangers in Paradise, like the more the, the classic indie comics. And all those are in black and white, plus manga. Manga, a lot of times, is in black and white as well. So, Right. Um, and it just, it just, it, it felt right. Um, and, and also because there's a lot of different angles, we figured that kids might want to color it, you know? Or you, you know, just... It's cheaper to print, and being an independent right. artist, the cost always has to come into play in, in something, unless you're doing strictly digital. Right, and I kind of figured that, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. But I thought I was. Oh. I thought I could actually oh, yeah. do that. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, um, the process and, and and what decisions go into making a comic in a certain way, and when to release it, and how to release it—that that all plays into. Um, a lot of times cost, availability, that kind of thing. So it definitely benefited y'all. Uh, I'll just have to say that. It, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was the first time we, we went straight black and white and I've used it since I've been doing a few other black and white things. So, uh, another thing I wanted to ask you, what gets you motivated to write the stories that you write and the scripts? How do you come up with the scripts? Um, the, just the stories in general. Um, I get inspired by all kinds of stuff, like something I see on TV, like something I see outside. Uh, and I might have a nightmare, and I'm like, let me write that down. And so, uh, as far as just where is it, is it where it comes from, or like how do I write the scripts? They're 
I, I just kind of like, I like to get a pen and paper, like real old school spiral notebook. And just kind of, if I have an idea that's kind of like in the back of my head, I start writing stuff down and, and eventually the characters almost tell you what they want to do. Like I have very little control over what's actually happening in the story. They kind of just, I start the scenario and they just, I wind them up and they go like, and I just kind of like, I'm along for the ride. That's, that's what it feels like on most stories. Like, I'll, I like yeah, that. So, so uh, that's it's kind of like improv. It it it, it kind of is like you you kind of look at or at least a lot of the ways that I do things. Um, I have a I have a starting point usually. I have a general idea of where I want it to go, and I might have a few scenes in my head already going in, like oh that'd be really cool or something like that. But uh, for the most part, I just kind of let the the characters do the talking, man. And they they take me to all kinds of places, and sometimes I'll be, I'll I'll write something, and it'll surprise me. I'm like, man, I didn't know it was going there, but all right, that's what you want to do, you know? <laughs> all right, dude. So and you see, that's how I am too with my script writing and everything as well it, for my screenplay that I'm doing. Awesome. And I'm, so I'm like, okay, this does not fit in here the way that I was thinking it was going to fit in there. So okay, I need to let the character do the talking for me, and I can actually tell. What you're, uh, I actually can tell what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, it, it's fun because you are the first audience. So you got to be excited. Right. You got to be entertained by the whole thing. So, like, that is kind of how that's, that's how I see it. Like, if, if you're not excited about it and you're not kind of along for the ride, then who else is going to want exactly. Who else is going to want to read it? <laughs> exactly. Not only that, but your audience can also tell, you know, how pumped up you are just by your writing and material and everything. And if, they know if they notice something's off they're gonna pick up on it right oh away. sure yeah you can tell when you maybe not is so much like because i ha, you know i don't have a ton of work compared to some writers or artists like but you can tell when someone like one of the big time guys or big time ladies are like um kind of mailing it in on this one you know you're reading it, it's like this isn't right. them you know and you can tell when they're really excited about something and that's that's across all entertainment media like they exactly i can definitely tell that um i'm just curious about something how long have you been writing your own comics and who are some of your favorite comic book artists and writers um officially uh, my first comic came out in 2012 like officially published but like oh, like awesome. every every most most uh, big time or not big time but comic book creators like i was all through middle school and high school, I was making comics, making my own stuff. And, um, and there was a long gap when I went, like I was in the Navy. So like I went, I did, oh. did four or sorry, I did six years in the Navy, I think. And then I did college. And later on, it was only like when I got into my thirties that I was like, let me try this drawing thing again. See if I can do that. <laughs> so, but, 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 I mean, I, as long as I can remember, I've been making, as long as I, since I've known comics existed is how long I've been drawing it. Like, but yeah, the first time I did it was uh, Wolverine issue zero, which will never see the light of day again, because <laughs> that's a rough, <laughs> it's a rough comic, but that one came out in 2012. And uh, that was my first uh, real, I guess, real comic. And uh, I just want to say, oh. too, thank you for your service. Oh, no problem. <laughs> and <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I never know what to say. <laughs> like, right. Like, I get this. this <laughs> that actually happened to me today at the store because I actually work for a hospital outside of this thing. Oh, yeah. Wow. See, thank so, you for your service. You're really kicking some butt right now. You know, you're on the front thanks, lines. I do appreciate <laughs> yeah, I'm actually... Uh, I actually help out with the purchase. Uh, I'm actually a purchasing assistant with my boss and everything. So we actually take care of things behind the lines of things. So, you know, I, I was at, I was inside a convenience store and somebody saw my ID badge today and like, thank you for your service. I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> because I'm not used to yeah, I've, I've, You know, you talk to other, uh, or I, I, other military people and, you know, we, we get thanked for the services. It's super nice, but why? I guess you just say you're welcome, but it's it's like you right. don't think about it. Most people don't really think about it when they're in or, you know, when they get out or anything like that. So, 
Exactly. You don't know the kind of impact that you sure. know, we have on other people's lives and oh, everything. Yeah. So definitely. Um, something else I wanted to ask you about was you said that that 2012 comic is something that you won't see the light of day. What? What's the reason behind that? I'm um, curious. I'm I'm just joking. Like I, I pull it out every oh, once right. in a I'm while, just... but it, it's it's just okay, it's me and uh, my. Uh, co-creator on that book's first real stab at making a comic and we didn't know what we were doing and it, it, it's just a it it's cool because we did it but it's more like you know you can this it's very rough like art's rough we didn't know how to make the word balloons you know it was there's a lot of technical issues but it's still something to be proud of because you know it was, it was really just like a lot of things that i guess i do is it was an experiment we're throwing stuff at the wall to see if it sticks and kind of teaching you. ourselves how to do it. And, and it, it was cool. It was cool. We just, uh, I, I have a few copies left, but maybe every once in a while I'll pull them out and, and get some laughs and stuff. So it's, <laughs> Hey, it's always good to go back to that first draft of something. That you oh yeah. Thought, you know? Of course. You just look at it. Of course. There's, there's some gems in there, you know, like that first time you hit right. something is it, it's, there's going to be something in there that's worth coming back to. Most definitely. Yeah. And I know that you're an independent uh, artist right now and comic book writer, but do you prefer to be independent so that you have control over your own characters without any major comic book label taking control of your work? Um, yes and no. Yes, because I love the idea of being able to have, you know, like you said, complete control over every aspect of of creation when it comes to my stuff. But also I would like to know what it feels like to have like some money behind it. <laughs> like telling me what to do. I, I, you know, right. But uh, yeah, the, from the pure creation standpoint, it's, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way, but if the opportunity ever came around to work for like a, like a, a Marvel or a DC or even, you know, like a dark horse or something like that, I mean, I would, I'd love to give it a shot, you know, like it'd be fun. Like it's a lifelong dream to, to, to write or even draw like an X-Men comic or something. That'd be awesome, you know? And, and you know, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, uh, editors involved or higher-ups that would tell you that what you're writing is, you know, you got to change it, and that's part of the game. So, But I've, like everybody, I've had jobs that I've hated, and that would be a job I like, even though, you know, that kind of thing, so... Exactly. So yeah, for now, for now, until they offer me the big bucks, I'm pretty happy with my uh, independence. <laughs> right, and not only that, but you can also write about any character you want, take them on the journey any way oh, you yeah. want, yeah. and give the character arcs that they actually deserve. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, I was also wondering too, like, what's your favorite character arc that you ever made out of the comics? That the favorite got? stuff that I've ever done. Yeah. Um, it changes because like um, my art evolves as I go. So like most artists, they can't stand looking at their older stuff because they like, oh man, I made so many mistakes. And there's something to that. Um, but the my probably my f favorite thing that I've done or the thing I'm most proud of is actually a book that has nobody's really seen yet because it's a it's a big uh, I guess a graphic novel that my wife and I are creating together and I've, oh, yeah. Awesome. And she, she wrote it. Um, I helped her edit it and I'm drawing it and working on all the stuff or on the, the, the nuts and bolts of it and everything. And uh, it's, it's pushed me because one, you know, my wife is, I, I see her as the director, if you're talking about like a film kind of. And so it's kind of what she, her ultimate vision, but you know, I have my own input and everything. But to stay in those parameters, it's, it's, it's been hard, but it's also been super rewarding because I've attempted things artistically that I've never done before because um, just the way I've laid out scenes, I've, I've probably put more thought into the storytelling aspect of sequential art than I have in the past. And it kind of goes back to when you're, uh, or questions I didn't fully answer about like, who are your biggest inspirations um early on and especially with middle school and all that kind of stuff i was a huge jim lee rob liefeld todd mcfarlane you know that whole image crowd and right. 
as I've gotten older, I've discovered other things. Like I'm like I mentioned the uh, Jeff Smith's Bone, which is as far away from Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld as you could ever get. You know, right? And or Steve Dillon from you know Preacher, uh, Hellblazer, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Mouse by Art Spiegelman, all that kind of stuff. That there's so many different ways to tell a story. And early on, I I really wanted to be a Jim Lee style of artist. And since then, I've I've discovered different things that I really enjoy, like different animes, mangas, and and just incorporating so many different influences into it. And and this, as of now, the the story my wife and I are doing is kind of like the ultimate evolution of my art at, up to this point. And it's and it's it's probably closer to what you saw in some of Rabbits a little bit. Um, but okay. there's pictures of it online and on my Facebook page and stuff. Uh, it's called Tree Flower, and hopefully it'll. Okay, I'm gonna. Have to yeah, yeah, it, it. There's not much because she won't let me release much, but I swear it's really right. good. No. <laughs> but it. it so, hey, you know what though? Some, sometimes us males actually need a little bit of women's help. Oh, I would, I would, I'd yeah. be in a ditch somewhere without her. Like, and I, I wouldn't even know I was in the ditch. I'd just be like, ah, so. <laughs> right. So that. So I'm yeah drawing back to that. That's that's probably my favorite stuff right now. Um, but going back to the idea of uh, what is my favorite, the stuff I'm working on usually, I'm pretty jazzed up about it. And that's how I like Argonautica is the book I'm doing right now on the side. Okay. Uh, and it's a another different art take, and it's kind of fun because I put parameters on myself to finish uh each page inside of three hours like so yeah so it's just and that's just because of the time constraints for jobs and i don't really have a lot of time during the day to draw so 30 minute day 30 minutes a day it might be all i get so so i pound it out (laughs) exactly at least you're doing something to say nothing so i mean that's always yeah definitely and uh what would you say that plot is about the one that you're just um a little bit which which one the one with the my wife okay yeah uh yeah this tree flower it's i don't want to give away too much i don't know if she's gonna i don't know if she's gonna be listening (laughs) (laughs) no it's a it's a story it's it's about this island that is or supposedly uninhabited um a an invading army is wants to use it as a staging point for a larger invasion and the main character is a land surveyor that he's going to chart out. They're going to try to build, you know, like the logistical side of things for this, for the army on this island. And as he goes and explores, starts mapping out the terrain, he encounters some very interesting characters, very magical, mystical. And there's a lot of secrets about the island that he discovers. Um, so it's it's kind of a... a coming of age story wrapped in a fantasy kind of character piece and as far as like a storytelling thing uh i will say that is it's probably one of the most the things i'm most proudest of because i tend to everything i tend to do is super long super epic like the first uh story i wrote officially is that last night and it's like 500 pages who does that on their first try you know like that's that's great so this is more condensed it's about 100 and i think 140 pages total and it's like one it's a one satisfying fulfilling ride And, and it's a different type of story it's it's very emotional versus big action set pieces there are action set pieces there but it's more heavy on the connection and the relationship between the characters. And I really, I really dig dug that because it was a departure from what I normally work on. So I yeah. like that. I don't know if that was, that was kind of vague. I kept it vague, but give you a few no, no. snippets. Hey, that's fine, man. I, I'm okay with just a small little synopsis of it because I was kind of, Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, who's your favorite comic book character? Um, that also shifts with the time, with the wind. Um, but I always come back to maybe my, my, I think that my favorite comic book character is a relationship between characters. Um, my favorite comic series of all time is preacher. 
and and oh, yeah, okay. and I love the the relationship between Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy. Like that little trio is it's just it's so di- it's so interesting. But and but if you're talking about Marvel DC, it go it goes all over the place. Like I was a I was am a huge Batman fan, Wolverine, because you know I came up through the Jim Lee X Men, and you know, Thanks. yeah, so yeah, Wolverine, Gambit, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I, I said Gambit. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, you see, Gambit is actually my favorite. Character. There you go. You're talking about character relationships is really oh man, will and will they a... or won't they? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you know, Rogue is one of those characters where she's afraid to touch somebody and Gambit is one of those, yeah, he's kind of sleeps around or whatever. But he was always that light, that Rogue. There's always somebody that wants to touch the electric fence, you know? Like, they... they... Right. (laughs) It's like, I want to touch it, just to see what it will do. Yeah, that... Man, that was like the, the... That was my romantic couple of my youth, like Rogue and Gambit. Like, when are they ever going to kiss? And I think I was not near a comic book shop by the time they finally did kiss. And I, I don't remember when exactly it was. Probably like 1996 or something. But like, Right. Because, get this, I, I'm originally from okay. Boston. So, the, get this, even in Bogalusa, like in Louisiana and everything, I would actually get my comics from like... Eckerd's drugstore yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And also on that little stand over at like cigar shop. That, that's 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 what I had. my first like probably regular comic book buying was at a shop at on uh on an army base, which is basically like a convenience store, liquor store kind of thing, and then a video store. Like I I didn't actually go into comic book shops too regularly until I was an adult. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know they exist. I mean, I knew they existed, but they were kind of like the promised right. land, you know. Like, <laughs> but, right. And get this, I didn't really know where to go to get my comics anymore. Like, I oh, kind of like they are tough to find if you don't. If if they're not in, they used to be on all the racks in like like uh, every grocery store, gas station, right. everything. But now it's tough. You got to really want them thankful exactly and i'm just thankful that i'm yeah i live like 45 minutes away from my comic book store but they are so good about shipping out your comics and everything if you're a subscriber they'll go on ahead and write down your details and everything and ship oh that's it out. awesome yeah yeah man it, i have to i really do appreciate bombshell comics for what they've done yeah, what shout they out do. to the comic book shops man they've had it rough the last couple of weeks <laughs> or a couple of months really it's, it's a tough gig yeah, anyways have. and and just the the with the virus and everything going around they, they in uh diamond it's a comic business thing but with diamond cutting off or stopping delivering the or stopping their distribution system for a little bit like it's been rough but i've i've i have i've been very lucky I'm, i live in the atlanta area and there are a lot of really good shops around here so i'm pretty dr nose i'll shout him out a little bit dr nose is awesome out in uh uh, Marietta area, um, Titans, and also Marietta, Smyrna. Uh, Alternate Realities is an awesome new store. It's in Tucker, Georgia. Right. They they actually had a whole bunch of interviews with guys like Chris Claremont and and just oh, just wow, that's crazy, crazy like Michael or Brian Michael Bendis that kind of stuff. It was like whoa. So during during the uh, the lockdown, they, they've been doing like shows like that. So I was like, yeah, there's a that's ton. Awesome. It's Atlanta is a is a pretty awesome art community in general. For so it's pretty cool, and I, I'm not an I'm not an Atlanta yeah, native, so I came here and it was like, whoa, like <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, another thing too is like I also had a dream like where I would actually open up a comic book shop inside of a coffee. Wouldn't shop that be awesome? I would I would come. That that would. <laughs> I would sit like. And, would you let me like sit on the couch and just suck down a coffee? Absolutely. And, like, read, most maybe def- buy. You know. <laughs> read. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, great. Like what I had envisioned. You know how kick-ass the movie is. Yep. Yep. Where people are sitting down. That's what I have envisioned for my for my shop. If I ever decide to do it, is have a coffee shop inside of a um, comic book shop. 
have booths sit down and only that, but also embrace digital media as well as so that before they can go on ahead on a digital iPad, read their comics, but also keep their comic books intact to where they can actually put them up for collectors. That sounds, it, it, I don't know. it sounds great. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Where, where are you at right now? I didn't even ask where you, from, where you live. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, I live in Mississippi where hardly anything ever happens. So. <laughs> Sounds like it's, it's, it's uh, right and primed, ready for that comic book shop, coffee shop combo. So. Most definitely, man. Um, but yeah, it's just something that I've been thinking about for a while. So it's just something that I just, just sprung up on me. If you open that shop, this. can I do a signing? Can I? All right, oh, cool. Most and I'm, most booked, most I'm already booked. There you go. Hopefully I'll have something out. Okay. But... <laughs> If not, oh, come on down anyway. Sign a couple of times. I'll, go, I'll do some back issue diving. <laughs> okay. All right. Most um, Another thing I wanted to ask you was, like, um, I know that we talked about the end game with writing comics and stuff like that. So I'm going to go on ahead and move, move on down. Can, uh, I noticed on, your, on the page on Facebook where you actually have it then, and it's for the last night's yes. book one. Yep. And I wanted to know what is that about? That looks like oh man, it's a um, it's a fantasy novel series. Um, it's it's a big giant epic tale. Like I said, it, it's like five hundred pages. The first book, um, it's it's a prose novel. It's not a comic. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 it focuses on this uh, small little kingdom out in the middle of nowhere. They are. Uh, pretty well known for having like the, an elite force of knights that protect the, the, the uh, their kingdom. Um, unfortunately, in the last like 30 years, they've kind of been run down. There's only a handful of them left and they, uh, they get overtaken by this big, uh, this army of vampires that made a deal with the sun god that they can stay up all, all day. Um, Kind of, it wipes out the castle, wipes out the kingdom, takes everyone out. There's only like a handful of survivors, as far as as far as we know at that point in the story. Um, and so this this story, the saga, the last night saga, uh, follows this group of knights as they kind of go off into their world. Some go their separate ways, go on these different quests, get embroiled in these large giant civil wars and everything like that. The other group. Um, tries to find their people, tries to get revenge on the vampires. So it's like this. The main thing is they realize that their little world, this little pocket that they've kind of grew up in, is part of a much larger tapestry of world events. And the world is bigger than they ever knew, more dangerous, and it's just this crazy, sprawling epic. And uh, right now, I'm actually writing book two. And a prequel, oh, nice. because I I never can just do something short. So, <laughs> but I'm yeah. I'm pretty much the same way. It's like okay, I need to focus on this, but my brain said, "Hey, let's go on." Yeah, like everything everything I do so. is massive. That's why I think the thing with my wife was so refreshing as a, as a uh, creative output because it's 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 it ends like <laughs> it's a story that ends sort of you know there, it always continues, but there it. Right. There is a definite satisfying ending. I was like, "Wow, that's what that feels like," you know. Like, what is what is that <laughs> to actually complete? So we're yeah, we're still working on that. I got a lot of stuff I'm working on, but right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's, that's what cool. that is. That's that's book one. I'm super proud of it and just excited about it. Like, I love that all right. universe. So, and it's the lynch. It's the linchpin yeah. to all of my stories. Like, uh, I if you're are you familiar with the Dark Tower series with the most dude, I'm like okay. the biggest. You're, you're gonna, fan. you might dig this, or you might go. You just stole everything from him. So, but I was inspired once I like halfway through. I don't even remember. What, I was reading it when I was younger, and I realized that, oh my god, like every Stephen King book is connected to this one narrative, this one story. They don't have to be in the same world. They're separate. You can enjoy it by itself. You can enjoy the stand by itself. But if right. you put it all together, or Salem's Lot, man, oh wow. Like, it's all this right. huge, massive yeah. story. So I was like, well, why can't I do that? So now I'm everything is a part right. of it. And I've, I've set it up that every possible story ever, including 
like Marvel movies and stuff could be part of my universe if I really, if I so desire. But <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, though, man. That's like, but like you mentioned with Stephen King. With yeah, Castle it's, it's just crazy. Like just having that, that giant of a just ambition really is, is pretty impressive. Like just, right. just wild, you know? So you can enjoy everything separately. But at some point, probably I'll be like 85. I'll finish that last page and I'll be like, if you put it all together, it tells one story. So, and then I'll croak. You see, you have me at vampires. So I'm definitely going to have man, to I, this. Yeah, I, I would love for you to check it out and tell me what you think, man. Yeah. Like, I sure will. Matter, matter of fact, on the next payday and everything, you can oh, count me sweet. in on that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Not a problem, man. I think you did. You hear my daughter scream in the background? Yeah, I did, man. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a almost three year old, and uh, her name is Arwen. So if you're Lord of the Rings fan, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, okay, Arwen. (laughs) She's adventuring. She's adventuring right now. All right. I think this. I think this is going to derail this interview. It's going to be a very, very, nah, very man, different vibe. Family first, man. It's like uh, you've seen the videos of the really serious news uh, anchors kind of giving their analysis on, the, on the, some of the news programs and stuff, and then and they're doing it from home, yeah. and the little and the kid comes busting out, and just, just, they're talking about something like super serious. They're trying That's to keep hilarious. a straight face, like. I've seen a lot yeah, of reports like that, but, but man, don't feel bad or anything like that. My friend Rick, he has a kid. She came buzzing in there on our top ten team. All right, well, so, I'm in good. I'm in good company. So, right. So I'm like, hey, Lily, do you want to go Daddy? ahead and talk about your top ten team? Arwen, who's your biggest inspiration? <laughs> Did anyone catch that? <laughs> There you go. There you it's go. A new character. Let me uh, let me see if I can get her out of here real quick. Because I don't. Okay. I'm this right. in there, though, she man. has a I'm rubber gonna... ducky. No, She's man. wearing a tutu. Um. This, yeah. Hair is flopping all over the place. <laughs> like I said, I have no problem with this. Awesome. Family first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let's power through. Let's see what happens. No, okay, it's cool. Okay, so my other question is this: Like, which comic book label do you like to read? Dark Marvel, Dark Horse, Image? Um, I'm also like my answers are all over the place all the time. I ramble, but right. uh, I, I like I go in waves. I get excited about one, um, and then I'll I'll get bored with it, and come, I always come back. But um, consistently, because it's so different all the time, probably Image is my favorite right now, just because they do everything. Like okay. if there's a comic book genre you want to. To, if you want sci-fi, you want fantasy, you want hard-boiled crime, you want superheroes. There's it's it's all there, and it's creator-owned. So, like you said, that whole independent idea of, of having complete control over whatever story you're doing, all of them are like. I mean, all of them are like that. If the story sucks, it's because the writer and the artist you're not you're not digging it. You know, it's not because of editorial mandate or anything right. like that. So, I, I do like that spirit right. of just unloading your creative energy into into a story so but um yeah marvel is it goes in like it's 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 cyclical like sometimes marvel is amazing sometimes dc is i have not read as much dark horse as i should um i want to i want to read i'm gonna tell you something to check out is that is that what you're gonna tell me or you got another one no um as a matter of fact i haven't read a hellboy comic but you should check out this. You're familiar yes. with the group Slayer, yep. right? They actually made a comic oh, book wow. okay. uh, called Slayer. 
Yeah, it's like a three-part series. Or a it's not about series. puppies and kittens. And matter of fact, I don't know. If you... Okay. <laughs> no, it right. goes way beyond <laughs> beyond that. But do you know who John Schneff uh, is? No. Or... Okay. Well, he actually went on ahead and he actually helped with this comic. He passed away oh, a couple of years ago and everything. But how I found him, yeah, the way I found him was through AMC Movie Talk. He's like this. And matter of fact, he always ends up saying "ready" okay. on here, and I always tease <laughs> all the time. Oh, she goes, I said, "We're gonna get sweaty." She goes, "No, we're not. Said, yeah, we're gonna get sweaty." <laughs> nice. And I can see, I can see. Too <laughs> we're gonna bring on the sweatiness. Like <laughs> right? Because no, I'm gonna be the tamed one. I said, "No, no. we're gonna be the sweaty ones." <laughs> but, but you know. He, what I loved about his creativeness was the fact that he worked with okay. Avenged Sevenfold with certain things, too, with the animations and stuff like that. So if you ever want to look at some of the stuff he's done, just Google I will Josh Neff. It's J-O-N-S-H-N-E-P-P. He actually made The Death of Superman Lived. Oh, what really? Happened. He made Dang. that documentary. Okay, so I, I know his yep. work. I, just, I didn't know him. And that, that's kind of the dream of yeah. uh, most artists, right? Like, the, the work lives on. Right. Well, of course, we hope we get paid exactly. eventually, but <laughs> it'd be right. nice to pay, a, be pay an electric pay bill. Or doing. Tomorrow, but... <laughs> right. It's like, okay, flashlight, he's wrong. <laughs> yep. Any day now. The fans are going to come rolling in. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but, you know, though, I mean, uh, at least we're oh, passionate man, about I, what we do and we like, love what we're doing. If, if, so. It, it is the kind of job where, like, they they always say, like, would you do it for free? I think most of us that are doing the creative thing, we may get paid every once in a while, but we definitely are doing it for free. We have we have proven that to be true. That's podcasters, right. writers, Let's singers. Go. The starving artist thing is real. Like, <laughs> and we, we do it, it because it really I, is. I, I don't. We can't stop. I think it's an obsession more than anything. It def- I know with me doing these podcasts yeah. and everything, it's an obsession with me, but it's also because I want to keep pumping stuff out that I know wow. people are going to enjoy. So, and this I think you're, I think you're on the right career. track. Thanks, man. I do appreciate it. I also have to make other things for that so, <laughs> awesome. too. Thank you, Tobika. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, another thing too is you were talking about like different comic books that you should check out i've been reading the new daredevil series on marvel and is that, and that uh, stuff is really the charles good. soul daredevil or is that the chip sadarsky i want to say it's the i've read some of some of that daredevil yeah the, the marvel unlimited thing is pretty awesome yeah because <laughs> i don't know if you got that but uh they no nah, i know you um, get a lot of you get access to a lot of comics for a pretty good price for it's like netflix for marvel comics Oh, nice. Um, another after I, I just was, after I just plugged uh, the, all Dr. the comic Strange. shops, I'm telling everyone about a Marvel Unlimited program. <laughs> Pretty much keep people out of them. <laughs> That's great. There you go. Product placement. <laughs> just like Wayne's World. <laughs> but, you know, another thing, too, is I actually read uh, Doctor Strange and the Punisher, oh, Magic cool. Bullets. Yeah, they actually did a thing where... Um, Pretty much, you know, Doctor Strange is all about stealth, pretty much, and then you have Frank. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's stealth if he needs to be, but most of the time yeah. he's just looking to find where to put the put the bullet at. Exactly, and then uh, Deadpool versus Punisher. I've got those series. I, that I can was imagine. Funny. <laughs> no, there's probably uh, <laughs> Frank is probably the best straight man in the business when it comes to Deadpool. Like, like, like. most definitely. <laughs> But uh, I'm just giving you some stuff that I'm always always looking for something to read. There's also the Night of the Living Deadpool and Return of the Living Deadpool, which he's the cause of the zombie. (laughs) Nice, (laughs) timely, very timely. So, right. But yeah, those are just a couple of nuggets that I want to throw at you. I I can dig that. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure that I will get around to it. I know it's like I'm always I, I get into waves where I'm just like just plowing through either uh, literal stacks of comics or 
digital stacks of comics. And then I, you know, I, then I, then I go, go right. uh, radio silent on reading comics for a little bit. Cause you know, you, you end up, well, especially when you're making them or making stuff you go in creative mode, it's more like you kind of focus on this and then, then you go back to your inspiration. Like, yeah, so. Right. <laughs> um, Another thing too is I wanted to know was what's your favorite DC oh, or man. Marvel movie? C. DC probably The Dark Knight. I think that may I, I I almost don't even classify that as a comic book movie. I think that may be the best physical movie of comic book movies. Oh. I guess like like I would put I thought the year it came out it should have won the best picture. Um Oh I agree with it, you on that, so, hands down. Yeah. And then um, on the other side, probably Ant Man, <laughs> like <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, Ant Man uh, is really great. I, I really like the <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming and uh, and Far From Home. I, I just really like that that cast they got and the way they interact. It's just fun, man. It was like, perfect. I I it's one of the like I've gotten to the point with Marvel movies now that I don't even watch the trailers. I'm like you 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 have my money already. I'm coming as soon as I get a chance. I don't even want to see stills anymore. Like I just want to, I just want to watch it. Like I want every shot that I see to be the first time right. I see it. You know, you can't avoid it, but I attempt that. He will right. me, all a media blackout on it. You oh, you got to be on the, you got to be on the front line. Like the, you're on the, you're on the edge, of, tip of the spear right. of of uh, <laughs> movie news. I'm sure. Exactly, because I have to do it because I actually write out articles oh. and Mika and I both do. And another thing too is you said that Dark Knight is not necessarily a comic book movie, but you can actually constitute it as a I can yeah, comic that, in Elseworlds you gotta throw that D C lingo in there. I like that. Right. Because that's how I consider the Joker movie as You know, I have not seen story. it. Yet. I that's what because I hear. It like, is really good. Um, when I heard about it, I was like, they're doing a Joker origin movie with no Batman. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch that. And I was like, uh, all right, yo, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be in it. All right, he's really good. And he's pretty crazy, so he'd probably do well. And I was, I was hearing more about it. I still haven't seen it, but it's one where, like, every single person that I talk to is like, you need to watch it. It's not what you think. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll check it out. Eventually, I'm going to see it. I swear. <laughs> Dude, it reminds me of Falling Down oh, wow. with the slow pacing. If you're expecting like a, yeah, if you're expecting like a fast paced Falling film, Down is nuts. <laughs> it's underrated. I, I yeah, really I, love it. You know, a buddy of mine were talking about like top underrated movies. It's hard. It's a hard category to make, but we're trying to figure out like what would be on that list. Falling Down is, yeah, you don't hear anyone talk about it, and so. no, you really don't. And that's what I recommend. Um, there is a couple of... Little, yeah. yeah. want to stick around for a minute? Okay. Um, what I wanted to know was, what did you think about the whole entire AMS, uh, Amazon might be buying out AMC? I've read only headlines on that, and so I don't know the specifics. Is it Are they trying to uh, like purchase okay. all the theaters or in, in control uh, distribution like that or something? Is, or... Is it something else? I, I don't know. Okay. Okay, there's something more to the story. Okay. And I'll just fill you in on the gaps on it. But basically, there's about a billion dollars in the hole. Okay. Yep. The biggest movie theater chain that you can think of is a, is $48 billion in the hole. This is actually before the coronavirus actually happened. Where they were actually well, going Yeah, people don't go to movies like they used to. Like they go to the big movies, but there's not no. a lot of the mid-tier movies. So, right. But I also want to say probably maybe poor management on the. I, I, part, I have I no think. idea. I, I, I've never. I haven't studied it. I don't to know. Level, like but probably, most definitely have. Right. Right. But that's just me speculating on that part of it. But you know, forty-eight billion dollars in the hole. The last report I read was. You know, they actually had a file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy if they can't get their oh, stuff geez. together. And I like going to the AMC yeah, theaters. So, Amazon. <laughs> right? And that's, like I said, this is like the biggest movie chain that 
you don't want bankruptcy. Right, right. Basically. Because they're like, but the crazy thing is, the third party is Amazon now who wants to help. I'm sure sure it's totally uh, um, humanitarian on their part. (laughs) Right. And and this is the way I'm thinking it, because one of my friends was actually saying, well, that's monopolizing. I said, not necessarily. They're not on the monopolizing part as what Disney is doing with things, with whenever they owned uh, Fox. Because I figured Disney is actually monopolizing. You still got Warner Brothers, I guess. It's sticky when you're talking about intellectual properties. So, I I don't know. Right. Hmm. I understand. Uh, But it's a third party that wants to help them out. Not only that, but the plus side is AFC gets to keep their name. They also get to keep their same employees. Because Amazon don't know anything about... So this is a mafia tactic is what's going on right now. I think... I, I saw this in Goodfellas, Basically. I believe. Like, <laughs> is that what happened to the, the Bamboo Room? I believe I saw or that with Maury or something. <laughs> you get to keep... You, you know, you get to manage right. everything. You know, you just, you send a little money up here. My boys get to eat for free, all right? Right. I'm going to have me a steak dinner over here. You know, the boys can go ahead and do whatever you want to do and everything, but you have to you pay some protect us money from, at the end of the you day. Protect us, you protect you from <laughs> us. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're protecting yourself. That's exactly how it looks like. It's like just I mean, watch out if Ray Liotta and uh, Robert De Niro show up. They probably need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the and one Joe you really Pesci, don't want don't to show up. Him. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are like the good cause, bad cops, and then there's the yeah, you don't want that. Cop that you don't want. <laughs> but yeah, most definitely, man. Um, but yeah, that's the this way is I my take with that situation. <laughs> this this comes from no research, okay, no study, <laughs> and okay, this is pure speculation. We can just say speculation. All right, the. It's early. It's the early two thousands, and I was buying tons of comics from bookstores. And I started buying. I, I found Amazon as a when they were really mainly selling books, and I they, the prices were like cut in half compared to the bookstore, and they would show up like two days later. I just based on the like like doing that for a couple of years, I realized that they are the most efficient business, well ran distribution system on the planet. And at that point, it was probably 2003, I announced that one day Amazon is going to rule the world. So this is just one step. It's another step on them slowly. I guess it's Jeff Be- Bezos. He, they're going to run. The, they're going to rule the world. And, you know, AMC is just one stepping stone to that. So. So there you go. <laughs> that's, right. my, that's my and thing. Yeah. Another thing, too, is. Uh, this is also another thing, too. Back in the day, in like the 1930s, I think even 50s, um, studios could not even own a movie theater. They considered it illegal for movie studios to actually own a movie theater. Now, now, get this, they actually legalized it to where movie studios can actually own movie theaters. Well, that kind of changes the game. Well, well, it... it, Yeah. um, I I, I don't, it has nothing to do with but there are a lot of pubs when I, I I was in England for a little bit, and I realized that most of those pubs uh, only were sponsored or were owned or whatever one specific brand of uh, beer. So maybe that it's, it's a deal like that. I don't know. Like like it'd be like Budweiser owning all these different bars you go to. If you want a Miller Light, you got to go to another bar, kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that, right. That's, that's idiotic. Uh, comparisons compare in, in my part I, I know nothing right but i i think it's crazy I, right it is crazy <laughs> how like powerful um like amazon is like amazon probably made out like a bandit during this whole time period where everyone was getting everything delivered so they're i mean they're this is right. like the best thing for them you know and they were it wasn't like they were hurting before so no no absolutely right. not they're a billion dollar company it used to be Netflix was like the number one company, and then all of a sudden, like Amazon just comes out of nowhere. And then you have Disney Plus now. 
which is actually going to yeah. be even bigger. Uh, have you been watching a lot of the Disney Plus? Okay. I watched uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, that was that was freaking that was awesome. Plus. That was that was it. That was it event really television because we were uh, in my my family. One, we all like Star Wars, so we're all definitely uh, tuned in every week when it was coming on. But it was like the big discussion when I get together with like some of the other comic artists in the Atlanta area. We kind of hang out and do like drawing vibe sessions because the the life of an artist is very solitary. Whether you're writing or podcasting even because I mean you're you're probably sitting at home with a microphone you know like so interaction with you, other human beings right. is the thing to do so we we but that was like the topic of conversation for like months when that was coming out it was Mandalorian so same here and I, you know what I'm glad that we don't have to binge it and we can actually let it sizzle in our minds for a little bit and let us enjoy some speculation and some imagination because that's what I used to love about shows. Yeah, like it, it works for certain things. Like uh, like Game of Thrones was incredible to watch like that. You know, that was that was the way to go. Um, some Definitely. stuff I'm cool with, like, you know, just, just pile it up. Let's, let's do a binge watch session or whatever. But certain things, like, they hit, they hit the, uh, the entertainment zeitgeist, you know, and we're all, we are all part of it, and we all want to talk to each other. We want the water cooler situation. Even if it's just like message boards or well, I don't really, they don't really do message boards, like Facebook or something, you know, like, did you see what happened in last week or whatever? Did baby Yoda, wow, he's getting, you know, he can, he can, spoiler, he can, right. I'm not going to say it just in case there's one person out there that hasn't seen that show, but he can do stuff. He can do that thing, <laughs> you right. know, so that's cool. What do you think about Bubba? Right, and what do you think about Boba Fett? I think it's I, I, I think it's pretty awesome, man. Like like it it connects it to the original trilogy. It puts a time like half of the half the time watching it, we're trying to figure out when yeah. it, where it fit in the trilogy or well, where it fit in the saga, you know, like time wise, and that'll help us out. So and Boba Fett is just awesome, you know. I mean, he showed up in the in the original trilogy. He showed up for like Most ten definitely. minutes and the whole thing in. And we all love him. We all know who he is. We know his backstory. We you know, speculated for decades for until he showed up as a little kid and attack <laughs> of the clones. And <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, so that, that's how right. it happened. All right, well, that's cool. But and you see, I love that. I love having Boba Fett in there. It, like yeah, I, said, it has I love the way it, thing, it, you know? it, it, it connects with everything. Like, I, lo- I love connections. I, like like when it comes to large stories and everything like that so Boba Fett being a part of that man that's cool the thing that I, I don't know if you covered it on one of your other shows but the thing that was got me really excited that I was shocked I heard a rumor that they were doing a what, Osaka from the Clone Wars show was going to be on it possibly a Rosario Dawson yeah maybe? yeah they're actually oh, that's yeah. crazy I, I mean they're going to be using her that is just nuts like I'm happy that they're using her and not just for animation. And they're actually using did, her as like do a you live know, like, action adaptation. I mean, how did you feel when all the Jedi voices showed? Is this a spoiler for anyone that's seen The Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> but there's cameo, there's cameo voices at a certain it's out point. Now, so. But and one of them may have been a character we just mentioned. But when she, when her voice popped in there, I was like, "Are you kidding me? What?" My mind was blown, and so. Yeah, so sorry, sorry if I spoiled anyone's. Because I definitely it's heard it's been it. out a while. And... Yeah, and not only that, but it's on Disney Plus. So I mean, if they want to go on ahead That's and true. watch That's it, true. They can. go check it out and figure out who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Um, but that's pretty much everything that I really okay. wanted to touch base on. Uh, with, uh, with awesome, man. I shoot, I appreciate you having me on and let me chop it up about like all my stuff and then like and let me blither blather on like an idiot about Amazon and <laughs> fanboy out to, to the Mandalorian. It's all I'm good. Ready to watch it's... the next season. <laughs> but, and... Me too. Me too, man. Matter of fact, I would like to actually have it back on again sometime in the future and just do like one big episode on I, that'd be cool. Whatever. I, you know, or... I, I've watched a lot of stuff. All right. <laughs> 
but yeah, most definitely. If you ever want to come, just on, let me know. I'll, I'm down. This has been a lot. This has been a lot of fun. I, I appreciate real. you having me on here. I'm like super honored. Like this came out of nowhere. Um, I'm thank you for You're anyone that's still listening to me talk like an idiot. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you to the Mika for uh, introducing me to you no, and thank everything you to Mika. for you being on the show. Like she is awesome. <laughs> She really is. She sometimes I feel like she sells herself short, short no, a little bit, but she's just terrific. She she's a great down to earth. She's person. yeah, she's pretty darn awesome. Like I, I, I've I recently hit her up with a, a crazy question for my other job, like my day job, and she she got me to the right people about some some crazy stuff that I found at work, and I was like I was like who would who in the world that I know that would know to point me in the right direction to figure out what to do with this stuff. And she was the one and you can ask her what, what that is. <laughs> and she'll, she'll remember. <laughs> I will. All right. Yeah. Because she's been advising me too. So she's, she's like, the Palpatine to your Vader. Like, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Or Anakin. Well, you're Anakin Definitely. yet or right now. And then you'll be Vader in a few years. I, I don't know. I don't, where, are, where are we on the saga? <laughs> I might be Vader in a few years. Maybe if I'm grumpy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but anyways man it's been a blast i do appreciate you taking it the oh, time, man, out it was great. time out and everything thank you this. so much you too no problem man you have a good one man.